0: You're listening to the Gaming 5 Podcast, episode 168. Side B, Spies Like Us. Spies Like Us. This is the Gimme 5 podcast, a bi weekly podcast where we're, we're talking about. episode, damn it. That no one wants to hear that. Okay, I don't want to write that. Let's put it that way. It is a bi weekly podcast about the things you love today and the things you loved yesterday. As this is a side B episode, this is about the things you loved yesterday. Like a while ago, yesterday, not
1: yesterday, yesterday. Oh, well, maybe you did love it yesterday. Maybe they uh, prepared just, for this yeah, podcast yeah. by watching the movie yesterday.
0: It's true. That is true. Uh, I don't know my name because I scrolled down too far. Oh, there we go. Uh, my name is Ivana Jackoff. And I am joined... That was Ivan Ivana Jackoff. <laughs> I know, but I like it better the second time <laughs> I said it.
2: He just wants to. What can you say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I am joined by Vladimir Krochlikmioff.
1: Comrade.
0: And Soto Popinski.
1: You motherfucker. I was going to do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) The only Russian
2: I know.
0: So we are uh, going to be on a KGB hit list after today. Probably. We're probably already there. (laughs) there. Yeah, pretty much. We were popular in Russia that one week. We did hit the Russian uh, television podcast. Television podcast. uh,
1: Television. Yeah. Didn't we hit, like, number six in, like, Latvia or something? Uh, Belgium. That's the same thing. (laughs) Wow.
0: Anyway, so we are going to talk about (laughs) Spies Like Us. It is a movie which came out uh, December 6, 1985. It is directed by John Landis. Thank you guys for putting in this information. Uh, Starring Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Donna Dixon... Bernie Casey and a shit ton of cocaine. Probably. Very likely. So it was actually not snow. All <laughs> <cocaine>. <laughs> they were in Siberia. Yeah. So uh, looking for a way out of their... See, this is another one that doesn't really seem all that right. Uh, looking for a way out of their no. mundane government jobs, Austin yeah. Billbarge, Dan Eckred, and Emmett H- Fitzhume, Chevy Chase, take the entrance exam for a CIA espionage program. Immediately chosen to take part in a top secret mission in the Middle East by Af- officious. Yeah, that. Sure. Uh, General Sline. The new recruits are set upon by Soviet forces in Afghanistan. Soon it becomes clear that the hapless pair are being used as decoys to expose the Russians for a Cold War nuclear showdown. Yeah, they were.
1: They announced that <laughs> like early in the movie. Yeah. They're like we need decoys. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not
2: chosen because they're super smart. They're chosen <sighs> because they're idiots. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the that one guy with the the glasses that like kind of was part of that that chose them. Uh, the one with like the brown horn rim glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like perfectly cast because I will tell you this weekend I've wa- I watched two things. Uh, well, other than the serial killer stuff we talked about, but mostly on the weekend, I watched the four-part Ronald Reagan documentary, and I watched this, <laughs> and every single person that they interviewed or showed from the 80s <laughs> looked exactly like that dude with the gla- with the the brown glasses.
2: So, speaking of Ronald Reagan,
1: it's funny yeah. you should mention Ronald Reagan.
0: Yeah, I was going to get to that. Okay, go ahead. You guys
1: started it, so. Who am I to stop? Well, as as I was watching this movie, I noticed very early that a Reagan picture kept showing up in the background. So the friend I was watching it with came up with an idea and he's like, oh, it's a new drinking game. Every time you see a picture of Reagan, you take a shot. I paused the movie. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna do this shit." Your friend said, it was
2: <laughs> thirty in the morning."
1: <laughs> so we set up. <laughs> we we got drinks. We started the movie up, and I swear to God, that first twenty minutes of the movie, like every <laughs> because every time the camera would flash and then flash back, it counted. So <laughs> we oh, would be okay, like, "That's why I was like, I I did a Reagan count. I had like an on I."
0: And I only really saw two, but I was I was only counting in like. Yeah, no, no, no!
1: Every time it went away and they came back, it was another instance. We were like Reagan, drink.
2: <laughs> well, now, did you drink when there was footage of Reagan?
1: We freaking drank when they said his name. <laughs> by the, by <laughs> the time we At were done, point, we, we were just, just drinking like, when oh, I, Reagan. no. We got to the credits and they had his name there, and I was like Reagan,
0: <laughs> which is funny because like this is a movie actually made in the '80s, so it's not like one of those movies made now that's supposed to pretend to be the '80s where they like where they over Reagan the movie because like oh it's an '80s movie we got to
1: talk about Reagan and
0: Kajagoogoo or whatever
1: yeah <laughs> I picked a Reagan very random it. '80s yeah. band but. I think there was like twenty-seven shots in that one scene where they were where they were talking to Fitzhugh and Milbarge, You know, after after they had gone through that test thing, yeah, they had him in the office, and it flashed to Chevy Chase, and then it flashed back to the guy with Reagan on the wall over his shoulder, and then it flashed to Dan Aykroyd. Flash back to the guy with Reagan over his shoulder. Did you, did you catch who?
0: Uh, you mentioned the test. Did you catch who was administering the test? I did. Yep, Mr. Frank. The Oz.
1: Frank Oz.
0: Yes. Wait, he's—is he alive still? He's immortal, D- Rob. <laughs> uh, he is still alive. I just killed him. Oh, fuck. Well, he won't be for long. <laughs> so, good. Frank, honest, get your get your things in order. How old is he? Uh. Uh he was born nineteen forty four. Seventy-six. Did you just do the math that fast? <laughs> okay, so let let's uh, No, I do not. No. Okay. Let, <laughs> let us talk about this. This movie is is steeped in Cold War craziness. It really I, is. I guess we'll do our normal thing. I, I loved this movie as a kid. Um it I think it was one of the ones that was always on HBO or something.
1: Yeah, I, I did it. as
0: well. And I might not have understood that they were supposed to be decoys. I just thought they were dumb. But I, I've never seen it. But uh, really, that's actually interesting. Yep. Still.
2: <laughs> yep. I didn't watch. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys were
0: talking about.
1: Uh, I believe I was that right was the Russian girl that came out the tent. That's exactly what
0: I was going to say. Yeah, I'm very. I had. I believe that this movie made me have a thing for like Russian women in like white furry hats. Short hair, probably. Yeah. Uh so I'm pretty sure that was it. And of course there was um there was definitely some jokes that landed with the the uh eight, nine, ten year old crowd, if not younger. Um
2: there's a a good fart joke in there. There's some flat shit <laughs> comedy
1: when Sammy Chase farts and everybody looks <laughs> at him and he looks at the guy next to him and everybody just kinda turns and looks at that guy.
2: Yeah. And he's like, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. It's, really. got, it's got a dick fur joke. Yeah. Which yes. is, What's a dick fur? Bing. Yeah. <laughs> so it it landed uh it had
1: super ninjas blushing. for no reason.
0: It did. Yeah. It it has everything you want in an eighties movie. It's got ninjas, it's got you know Russians, Cold War stuff, it's got uh, Reagan, it's got cameos.
1: Ninjas uh, were big in the eighties.
0: Yeah, this this All movie right. was supposed to star uh John Belushi or Jim Belushi, Jim Belushi, oh, no, John Belushi, the one that died. John. John. Yeah, it's John Belushi. It was supposed to star him. It was written with him in mind, uh, playing the Chevy Chase role, and is written by Dan Aykroyd, who is a complete nerd. He also, of course, wrote Ghostbusters and that a bunch of techie stuff and was fairly accurate. Um, uh, this one as well, Ghostbusters was accurate, but this one was uh, accurate in the spy world. And then, of course, John Belushi died, so it basically got stuck in a drawer. And then uh, after a while, when Ghostbusters became a hit and Ackroyd's like, well, maybe I should do this. So he took the script. He went uh, he actually went to GoldenEye. Rob, I told you I mentioned this on the phone earlier. So he went to GoldenEye, which is uh, Ian Fleming's ranch or house or manor or whatever, where he wrote a bunch of the James Bond stuff. And he went there and ironically stripped out a lot of the spy stuff, like the, the high end crazy spy stuff and made it a little more of a down to earth comedy. Um, changed the names of the characters, made it, you know, very much more accurately. And then, um, went after John Landis. Now this also ties in with our movie last week because, uh, John Landis was, this is actually very interesting. John Landis was, uh, was offered this movie. Uh, it's done by Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. and he was in the process of being involved in a court case with with Warner Brothers because of the uh, Twilight Zone incident, where the where what's his face uh, the actor from last week's movie? Uh, yes, where Vic Morrow had been killed. Um, one of the things that was interesting was is that they were trying to say Warner Brothers was trying to say that that Landis wasn't uh, safe on his sets. He was not practicing safe sets. Huh. <laughs> However, Heyo. Yes. He, uh, Landis was able to, or Landis's agent is like, Hey, if you're going to go into this court case and they're saying you're not safe, why are they offering you this new movie? So take this movie just in case. And then you can, you have the ability to say, that you know it's
2: See, if, guys I'm practicing safe
0: sets. Yes, exactly. Why would they trust me? So that's one of the reasons he jumped on that. Uh they needed of course cat recast the um John Belushi role so that that went to Chevy Chase eventually after a couple things. And uh the role of the doctor doctor? Doctor 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 Doctor, doctor. Great Doctor Great. Doctor Doctor No <laughs> Let it be uh, that. The, the will of the female doctor actually went to Dan Aykroyd's wife, who they had just gotten married after meeting each other on Doctor Detroit, which is literally uh, the only thing good that came out of Doctor Detroit. Ah, actually, I uh, liked I, that uh, movie. I've never seen it, but I we might seen. have to do it at some point. I uh
2: I had no I I I have heard the doctor thing. I had no idea it came from this movie.
0: Uh, it did, but it's I think it's a play on like an old uh, vaudeville thing. So. I no. think I'm not no. entirely I'm not entirely certain, but.
2: show some balls. <laughs> I think it's a little too late to try and impress them. <laughs> My favorite line from the movie:
0: <laughs> you know, "They're fighting ninjas." Yes. yes. Oh man, movie. So, these are just office <laughs> drones, basically. Um, you know, in 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 the government, and they have to take this test, and they're proven to be basically cheaters. And while well, one of them is cheating, one of them is actually smarter than he's supposed to be for what his job is. No, oh, yeah. And yeah. they end up getting brought in as decoys so that they the real elite team can take down some Russian uh, missiles, a Russian missile that had been moved into uh, striking, far, distance striking, the, striking distance for right. the U.S. So that's basically the 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 gist. And of course, they get pulled into this uh, the kind of fish out of water, you know. Losers having to pretend to be to be military. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to a training uh, thing. Chris course, it has to have the 80s training seminar montage with uh, actual ninjas for no reason whatsoever. No reason. No reason. And it's absolutely fantastic. I remember that scene with the sword where the guy swings the sword around and then all the trees fo- around him fall. Yeah. Like, I thought that was so funny when I was a kid. But it never, it never thought to me, why are there ninjas?
1: Um, <laughs> that was my first question when I watched it. This time, I was like, "Where that? Where the hell did ninjas come from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why do we have ninjas?" <laughs> That's what I said when we were watching it. I said, "Why do we have ninjas?" <laughs> yeah, the um, the, uh, the
0: training involves like the obstacle course, the it, they're like talking about how like they're using live ammo. Basically, they they say it's a uh, it's hot. So if they have like the uh, running through a bog. Um, they just torch them with a g with a uh, a flamethrower. Like you could just tell that when they did these parts that they were just like, what's how can we make this funny? Yeah, how can we make a flamethrower funny? How can we make the the g force simulator that made really no sense whatsoever? You want to go, <laughs> go get some coffee? <laughs> like gather. Yeah, Their faces are all stretched out. Um, You know, just good, good 80s style gags that you can tell these guys had improv backgrounds where they're just like, let's try this. Let's try that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, of course, they finish up the training and they get sent to what was at the time an active war zone. Uh Oh. Um, I mean, they they didn't film it at an active war zone, but like when the movie was being made and came out, there was an active war going on in Afghanistan, Pakistan area. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's that's very rare for back then, because you back then it was usually, oh, well, Vietnam War ended seven years ago. Let's do that. Um, So this one was something that was actually going on. The uh, group of uh, horsebound fighters like i i believe from the book i read about this like they filmed they filmed this in morocco and, and norway as well as some uh in washington dc and uh some sets but i think there were some actual warriors that were on the horseback guys i think they were actual like freedom fighters
1: that's the uh, that's the scene where they were pretending to be the
0: doctors right Yeah, like when they when they came up over the hill, like all those horse bound warriors.
2: When they're driving, yeah. And he tells them to wake up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Turn to drive.
0: Yeah, turn to drive. Yeah. So I think, and I might have heard this wrong, that those people were the actual like Afghanistani like freedom fighters who ended up becoming the Taliban. So like, so like. I don't know if it's like, you know, if they could look in there and be like, Oh, this guy became this person, but that's that group of people that either it is actual people that became the Taliban or they were, you know, playing the people that were armed by the U S government that ended up becoming the Taliban. (laughs) So, so, uh, no, I, I believe no. Yeah. He's the guy that got the surgery. Um, but anyway, so they, they end up getting dropped off in Pakistan.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. It's Pakistan. And they meet a what's supposed to be like a UN kind of doctor thing.
2: Yeah, like a doctor's without borders. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
2: And it just Bob you know, Hope shows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but, Bob Hope was in all the movies in the eighties, man. He had a cameo in like all of them, I swear to God. No. Yeah, this movie is supposed to be a,
0: a like a a remake of like a road movie, which is what right. um, there were, there were
2: seven films that bob hope uh was a part of with ben crosby uh between 1940 and 1962 <laughs> there were seven of those films hmm. the road to insert Country, oh, yeah. you know so i was so confused though i had no idea never seen this movie and then bob hope shows up i'm like
1: hope doing here
0: yeah yeah there's a, a doctor sequence here where basically uh chevy chase's character uh, it, well uh both the characters kind of fall in love with this female doctor and so they kind of are, like decide they? to fit in they they get miss mistaken I, I for some other character did no it yeah. didn't fall in love uh chevy chase's character did fell in love with this girl although it was technically Acrid's wife which makes the boob holding scene all the more awkward uh, they get mis- mistaken for some surgeons and they get brought in to do a surgery and it's great. It's just a, t- such an awkward, funny scene, which is funny that why I kind of asked on our previous episode, why, you know, how easy is it for someone to pretend to be a doctor? <laughs> and, uh, you know, these guys are pretending to be surgeons. So, uh, Chevy Chase gets to be such a womanizer in this and it's just such a thing that I feel like he does it so over the top that it would actually still fly for him today. But no one else can do it. Like if I was just writing down all the times, like that he, you know, mm-hmm. that he was like, you know, hitting on. He was like slept with his with the person that was giving him the test. He like, um, he was pretending that he couldn't do the surgery because his hand was uh, had nerve damage, and you know, placed it on on the other doctor's like breast, that kind of thing. Yeah. So,
1: um, and then. And then they're looking up how to do the surgery in the textbook. And this sound really bad. (laughs) I've been in surgeries where people were looking up the procedure prior to surgery.
0: Well. Yep, like well, I mean there's a lot of different types of surgeries. There are. But are they like what are they looking up like? Should I or shouldn't I cut this
1: first? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's terrifying. Landmarks and, um, basically different, uh, techniques and
0: mm. yeah. Have you, have you ever done surgery on one of these? See that? Is that a cyst? Yes, it is. That's I have one. a couple of those in my hand. I've got one. Yeah. See? Yeah. Right pick, there. Uh,
2: stick a needle in there.
0: Yeah, this, right now. This happened good. uh I noticed it Friday night, I'm like or Sat Sunday night actually. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's good radio right there. Look at my look mm-hmm. at my hand. <laughs> look at my cyst. Yeah, Rob, steal a scalpel next time you're at work and bring it to me. I'll come poke it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh <laughs> that's crazy though. I that's funny. I thought that was just like total like joke thing you know, like the looking up the surgery, but well, (laughs) let's just for the, as I might be having surgery on my hand soon, let's just, that's an easy surgery, I'm sure.
2: A lot to remember.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Um, Um, I wouldn't be mad if somebody was like, let me check Wikipedia. What's this thing? (laughs) Like, cool. You know how to use a scalpel. I don't. I'm just going
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the uh, the shave the patient (laughs) <laughs> he has, like, a giant-ass beard.
2: <laughs> Takes out the uh, the old-school barber, like, yeah. lather. Yeah. Starts to, like, pepper his beard with it. We'll skip know. that.
0: We'll skip that. Yeah. I like to the, uh, also the way the guy, the guy eventually dies before any surgery actually happens. But it's just great the way he, uh, like, sits up, like, <laughs>
1: And then they kind of slowly walk out and start whistling. <laughs>
0: So they of course make a run. This is another thing that we've no- I've noticed in all these 80s movies. Um I don't think anyone in the 80s understands how guns sound outside because they always use that same like ricochet sound like they were yeah. they were like they showed this group of people shooting and the sound coming out of the gun was that metal ricochet sound. Um I guess this was back in the era when they had like one CD, or I guess it wasn't even a CD, one database full of uh sound effects and they just used that one over and over again. Whereas now it's like hire somebody to be like, okay, we need someone to shoot into, like, a... I don't know. A recording chamber. A tunnel. Yeah, like, we need sound effects that are, like, oh, legit. What? What's uh, we need someone to actually shoot, a, like, a rabbit, and they would do that. No, they don't shoot rabbits. Um, Yeah, they do. I, I, I'm kind of, like, intrigued that you never saw this movie, Jimmy, so, like, I'm, I know it's is our usual RN thing here, uh, but...
2: Yeah, no... Um, if I I, I can tell you, I saw taps when I was a lot younger Okay, and I was just like, eh, I didn't really get it. So anything that wasn't, um, like Vietnam related. So, you know, give me full metal jacket or give me even like platoon or anything like that uh yeah i was all over it when i was a kid but anything the stripes um anything that dealt with you know the the current going on of the cold war i didn't discover until much later i didn't see red dawn until i was you know much older and uh anything from that time when i was that young i just didn't have any interest in so um and it it I, by the time I came of age, it wasn't playing on TV. It wasn't on HBO, you know? So,
1: um, and by the time I mean, you came of age, wasn't the whole, or wasn't the whole, uh, Russian villain thing, the cold war villain thing kind of over
2: for the most part. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was super young when Rocky four came out and it was, you know, on to middle Eastern bad guys.
3: Hmm. Yeah,
2: or Nazis was, or Nazis always always Nazis Nazis are always a bad guy but yeah it was it kind of the the age of the the Russian villain was kind mm-hmm. of over by that time I was watching that stuff yeah,
0: yeah so a- after they escape there the afghanistan uh, Afghanistani desert it's, it's amazing because this movie goes from like two very distinct climates
2: yeah I was like how do they get from here to there I thought yeah. this was a movie about about Russia, the cold. Like, I know that was a part of it, but how do they get from the desert to the snow? Because I knew it
0: got there eventually, but mm-hmm. and it's, uh, they cut back to the this like secret underground base. That's that's at a drive-in, which is kind of cool.
2: That was dope as shit, dude. Yeah, that was really really well done. Did you did you notice
1: who the guy in the center was? Was it...
0: it wait, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, I think I've... Actually, I do, but I don't, I don't remember it right now. Was it... Uh, who is it? Was B. it B. King? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The security guard was BB King. Oh, yeah. Security guard was BB King. The other... Uh, Ray Harryhausen was in it, too. The special effects guru that does... Um, I forget who he played, though. I, I wrote it somewhere. Um, uh, Ray Harryhausen was... Uh, was... Uh, one of the doctors. Uh, what well, the other drive-in guard was Sam Raimi. So it's BB mm. King and Sam Raimi. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was. And then, no, um, and then uh, Doctor Imhox, which I think was early on a uh, doctor early on. Uh, that was Terry Gilliam. So it's like a lot of uh, uh, yeah, Doctor early it. on. Yes, no.
2: I saw Terry Gilliam's name in
0: there. I was like, yeah, it's Terry good and Ray Harryhausen were like on the same line. It's like what? Yeah, so they get from the desert, like we were saying, to the to the the tundra because uh, they had to go 150 miles north. And I think, but I, I'm, Rob, you might be understand this too. I think that Empire Strikes Back really made snow battles the coolest thing on the planet or in the galaxy. I'll even say. So any movie that had like a snow battle. Mm-hmm. or a video game that had a snow battle or a toy that was, had a snow character, or a ski mobile or whatever. I was all in on that. And that might be one of the other reasons I like this. Um, it's fairly possible <laughs> Cause when it, on the snow days, when you got off school, it was like, yes, you just go out and build forts. and
2: yeah, Let's get in a snowmobile guys.
0: Or let's play with the snow cat. Yeah. Let's play with the, the snow cat or the, uh, whatever that little uh, snowmobile thing was. Um, so yeah, they end up in the snow the and mobile with the, the ridiculous fur pelts.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they carried that shit with them the entire time. And Chevy chase was wearing this ridiculous fur hat <laughs> for the whole movie, <laughs> the whole movie that they were in Russia. He's wearing this goofy, mm-hmm. like uh Fur sombrero thing. The uh oh
0: the one of the things that, that the book did mention, which I thought was kind of interesting as well, was that when they were they used to walk a lot, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd would would walk a lot to get to different sets. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Morocco, they took a picture of a military group doing some training, and the military didn't actually mistook them for spies, like real spies. Oh wow and, cha- and chased them back to the village. They actually like literally had to hide in like a Volkswagen bus. Um, so Dan Aykroyd decided to play a prank um, and told that uh, had uh, John Landis go tell Chevy Chase that that he had gotten the, that Dan Aykroyd had gotten arrested by the military um, yeah. <laughs> and taken away. So I guess, so Chevy Chase sat in his uh, sat in his trailer for like an hour, being like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" And like was freaking out, thinking he was next. And then Aykroyd walked in and was like, got you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought it was kind of awesome. Um, so, anyway, yeah, they, they end up there. I love – for some reason, I laughed my ass off at the part where where they fall down the hill, like, tumbling head over heels. I don't know why. Just because I haven't seen one of those scenes in a while where they, like, cut away.
1: You're like, ah, thump, thum thump, thump, thump. Um, when, when that happened, mm-hmm. I, of course, am sitting there going – as you
3: wish.
1: <laughs> exactly. Those scenes
0: are every comedy movie needs at least one of those scenes. Plus, yeah. you had also had seventy-two Reagan shots.
1: I had at that point. I was like, woo!
0: What would be in a Reagan okay. shot? It'd have to be like red, white, and blue with like an actual. Oh, no, we were we were doing rum, uh, straight rum. Feel like red, white, and blue with an actual eagle on top of it, and you have to do the shot and then swallow. Eagle, it. Then, like, <laughs> you have to swallow, the, do the shot and then swallow the eagle. Very swallow an ill-tempered eagle. There you um, go. Anyway, swallow. <laughs> uh, around this time, they do figure out that the doctor is uh, not all she seems to be. In and fact,
1: she's much more than she seems to she
0: be. She's yes,
2: a man, baby.
0: You did not watch this movie at all, did
3: you? <laughs> no, <Nope, laughs> <I> didn't.
0: <laughs> so, no. What they what they in fact uh, find out is she is the she is one of the expert uh, spies that they're kind of supposed to be a decoy for. Not that they knew that, but um, they're running interference for. Her. Yep. And uh, right around this time, they get picked up by Russian highway patrol, which I never kind of figured that out. I think even as a kid, I was like, huh? Why is the Russian highway patrol of AK 47s? But then I've seen enough videos in Russia where it kind of makes sense.
1: Cause everybody <laughs> in Russia has AK 47s. Yeah. That's right. what the eighties taught
0: us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't exactly wrong, actually. Uh, we, at this point when when they showed <laughs> Chevy chase and Dan Eckerd wearing the ridiculous costumes, I was like, man, that would be such a fun cosplay to do. And then I remembered that we live in Florida
2: and yeah, it'd be really hot.
0: And MegaCon is like usually in the spring. I was like, yeah, that's oh, there's no, no way.
2: With our air quote winters, you can't really ever tell. You know, one day is going to be seventy two, and one day is going to be forty. Well, so
1: MegaCon is in August this year. So I'm not oh, going to okay, be. Very, I'm know. not going to be
0: dressed up as a Russian spy in full fur. Do it, God. Um. They get captured by by the, the good old Russians here, and the grenade bit was another thing that I had remembered very distinctly from back then. <laughs> What's that? You don't want it. <laughs> you
1: don't want it!
0: And then he throws it back perfectly into the box of grenades. Um, it just seemed like all of these little bits – like, this is another one of those movies where it's like little individual like sequences. Mm-hmm. And all of them seem like stuff that they were – work. like, okay, th- this is our set. What funny little things can we do here? Because there's like a lot of little jokes all the time. And some of them hit right. and some of them don't, but they just kind of remind you constantly that you're watching like a like comedy. And I just, I really like that kind of movie. Yeah, you're, you're watching a... I, you're almost watching a
2: very long SNL skit. Yeah, yeah. From that era. There was you know, Ackroyd and, and, you know, Belushi who, who had passed. And, you know, a lot of these Chevy Chase, uh, Steve Martin, a lot, of, a lot of people from that era went on to be really big stars, but they still have, you You can look at any scene from any of their movies and go, Oh, that's, you know, I, I remember seeing that character in one form or another when they were on SNL together. Um, especially in a slapstick kind of, kind of comedy movie. So, um there were parts of this that kind of lagged for me. There there was somewhere three quarters into the movie where I'm like, oh, okay. But um for those those little bits in there. my favorite, absolute favorite part of this movie was where uh Chevy Chase was trying to get answers from other people and I'm stepping back in the storyline mm-hmm. but when he was trying to cheat on the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all the funny ways he's like pulling bits of paper out of his mouth and the guy who's administering the test is just looking at him the whole time.
1: Frank Oz. Yep.
2: Shit.
0: The, the, he
1: starts a, the camera recording. <laughs> yeah. He's got the <laughs> fake
2: arm and he
0: At one point he stands up and you see the fake arm and the real arm at the same time. He's like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he
2: he falls and he pulls somebody's paper off the desk and he's like, Can I borrow a pen?
1: He, he just starts screaming. He's like, "I just can't take the pressure," and he's staggering around. And he puts his hand on some guy's desk, desk, and just takes the test away from him. And he walks over to another one, and he's like, I'm filling yeah, it in." <laughs> it. I, I just liked
0: the Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, like, like Very all the, all those yeah. bits. Like even the when he gets captured, like we're gonna cut off a finger. Like mine or yours,
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> like that, and the, the thing with the the balls that you that you mentioned earlier, like
2: uh, those uh, the random ninjas. Okay, explain this one. Oh well, I like to test all the recruits
0: with ninjas. Yeah, who do you get like ten ninjas from? <laughs> that you then kick the shit out of them. Well, they had swords. Yeah. Show some balls,
1: thing. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a
0: little late, to
2: too late in the evening to try and impress anyone. There you go. There you go. Thank you.
1: And I think we'd
0: be remiss to, you know, we talk about the Chevy chaseness, but of course there's also a whole lot of Dan Aykroyd because they bring in the blues other than BB King. They, they finally found this ICBM missile site because they hear the Bark Hayes playing, uh, uh, which is later, it was later, either before or after the blues brothers recorded that song, the soul Finger. And they're all, mm-hmm. all these like Russians are dancing around,
1: <laughs> and the Dude. Russians no soul finger,
0: yeah. So, which of course makes Dan Ackroyd be like, "Wait, they haven't activated the the tracker yet on the the missile system, whatever." Uh, as they're dancing to the blues, and and the angry Russian woman comes out and tells them to uh, to cut it out. The their
2: mom, yeah. <laughs> <I can't laughs>
0: Oh, and and their mom, uh,
2: I believe. Like Weirdest thing to be super funny in this film.
0: The uh, then they of course they dress up in these like weird crazy outfits, which I think it's one of those scenes that you see like they're popped over the little snowbank and they have like lights flashing and all that. It's one of those scenes you see a lot in like montages of scenes from comedy movies that they'll play at like award shows and stuff. Yeah, they're
2: supposed to be aliens or something, and it yeah. turns out that the mom. Recounts a story of strange visitors, you know, coming to her village and Mm -hmm. just goofy as hell. (laughs) And then she says, "Shoot them!" (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Oh, what's this? They're gonna fall down and worship these beings from above?" No, they just start shooting at them.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, the the uh, Americans meet the Russians. Uh, You of course see at this point the part Rob and I mentioned earlier. The a gorgeous russian woman yeah standing out in the middle of the snow in a white bra and underwear and with a fur jacket or fur whatever she's putting on cuz mm-hmm. when it's in yep. siberia the yep. one thing i want to do is be outside in my my underwear
2: standard issue snow camouflage yeah mm-hmm.
0: um and they uh, of course uh, end up accidentally launching a good old nuclear missile
2: which which brings yeah it brings uh, the viewer to another the another one of the parts that i thought was absolutely hilarious when when faced with destruction of the the, the world as we know it what does anyone in that situation want to do
1: they want to get lucky they want to practice safe sets <laughs>
2: but of course they they link up and then the the really funny part was the two russian guys on either side of the of of your you both you're Yeah. Yeah. They, the two guys look at each other and he gives them the like duck face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Cause man. The, yeah, cause, uh Chevy Chase and the 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 doctor like he hits on her immediately. And she's like, It's forty two minutes until the end of end of civilization or something, like do you wanna do you wanna go out with a bang? <laughs> like,
1: but you're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh so they go off and then there's one girl and three guys, and it's there's kind of that moment of like, well, crap. <laughs> and then turns out that uh, oh. <laughs> hot gay Russian sex. Yep. Which is hot very gay very
2: Russian sex. sex. I am not calling it episode.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because
0: that will be our most popular episode of all time. And no one will be and everyone will be disappointed.
2: I'm not saying that in a video.
0: Uh, <laughs> Please, <laughs> can you wear one of the fur? Can you wear one of the furry hats? Can you? I don't have a furry hat. I can wear like a cat. I can wear I my don't. like my cat on the head on my head. Do it.
2: I'll put you in the video.
0: the uh, The actress that played the Russian woman was actually in. Uh, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She was. Uh, she was in Fright Night and History of the World and Roxanne. She was. Oh. She was a, in your dreams. In Fright Night, she played a hooker. In T.J. Hooker, she played. She played a young woman. I see T.J.
2: Hooker. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah.
1: See, I never
0: watched T.J. Hooker.
2: Yeah, I didn't either. T.J. Hooker was awesome. Chips. <laughs> knock knock.
0: Who's there?
2: Erica Estrada.
0: Erica Estrada. Who?
2: Erica Estrada from
0: Chips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow! For this man. is why we don't let Jimmy tell jokes. <laughs> Jimmy's got jokes. Nicholas Cage
2: told that joke, bitch.
0: Vanessa Angel. Vanessa Angel. Oh wait, wait. Who was Vanessa Angel in this movie? She was uh... you. No. Vanessa Angel. Uh,
1: send me an angel. Ooh,
2: there you go. I'm gonna sing until you find it. So
3: send me go an on. angel. Ooh, right now, right now, send me an angel.
0: What's what's our Okay I guess uh Vanessa Angel. Oh she, yeah, she was she was okay. She was the member of the Russian Rocket Crew. That's yeah. Angel. Okay. And she was um she was in uh Kingpin. She was the woman in Kingpin. That's why I, I recognized her. Okay, yeah, that's fun. Anyway, um so missile's heading towards the United States. They go off to have sex, at which point they do that lovely thing in movies where someone says a word and it reminds them of something. You know, like guidance. Well,
2: yeah, that's the morning after though.
0: Yeah. Well it's supposed to be forty two minutes. I did, I was wondering about that. They said they it, the sun it, it, came up. It, they said, like it started off at night. Mm. It wasn't very much night either. It was kind of early night, and then they kind of wake up the next morning, and it's, the world still exists. And they, they're supposed to only not have forty two minutes. Um, and uh, the the Star Wars uh, satellite system, which had not really been invented yet, missed the missile and blew up a, a television, which was total MTV, um, MTV satellite. Yeah. blow blew up the TV sure. satellite, which for some reason yeah. caused some I mean, kids televisions to blow up, which is not how it works, which is totally why MTV stopped playing music. True. Because yep. the satellite got blown That's up. Very true. Now, you know, and, uh, then they, of course, save the world that, uh, the saving the world portion of the movie was actually added on after test audiences did not like the way it ended. Um, they what's crazy about the, the movie is it was you know finished. They did the test audience. They added on that extra stuff where they save the world. Uh, of course, they added on a fun little bit with Trivial Pursuit, which reminded me again of how crazy everyone was about Trivial Pursuit in the 80s.
2: Yes, they were. My parents played that mm-hmm. shit all the time with the neighbors.
0: My, my, my parents played.
2: I'd, I'd be like, how do you play that? I want to play. And they'd be like here and I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is.
0: I remember my parents would play with with some friends. They had multiple, a couple groups of friends, and one of the groups was from England. And Trivial Pursuit would ask like a shit ton of questions about like, you know, Leave It to Beaver and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember very clearly being in the other room and hearing the British people being like, "What the fuck is Leave It to Beaver?" <laughs> Whatever. Like I was learning <laughs> swear words
2: was that before the cocaine fueled disco sex parties.
0: Uh, during actually, no, after Ooh, after my. it was after. <laughs> Because I was about oh, eight or nine yeah. at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I had been born. Um, there, yeah. There is a picture of there Where is a picture you, of my mother and all of her friends in a hot tub that I don't really want to ask questions about.
1: Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. Oh.
0: <laughs> like, she's oh, yeah, a lovely woman. Yes, yeah. No, that, I'm never asking about that. So. Uh, of course they do that. They oh, do the the I'm cool interview interview thing. She's going to answer that. She, oh, she'll totally mess with me about that. Yep.
1: In fact, next time I'm over at your house <laughs> and your mom is there, I'm going to be like, "So, Greg told me a story about a picture of you in a hot tub with a bunch of friends. What's the deal with that?" Dude, my
0: my parents like, I'll, okay, here I'll I'll go seventies. We have a little bit of time here. Um, and there's it. a picture uh, somewhere, I don't know where it is anymore, but my parents won a uh, Halloween costume contest by dressing up as Adam and Eve, where they, they wore skin, like, skin-colored like skin bodysuits and put just leaves over body parts. Huh. And that picture was up in our house in Pittsburgh for a long time, and it was not something I needed to see. <laughs>
3: You're like, oh, <laughs> Why I need to fear. see
0: her. Yeah. Nice. So, hi, Mom. She, she listens, too. I'm going to get an angry phone call. <laughs> um. So, anyway, they finished up the movie where, where I was. Uh. Mm-hmm. And then they got this phone call from, uh, I forget who it was, producer or something. And they were like, Paul McCartney wants to do a song for the movie. And he's like, it's done. And he was thinking, like, he wants to do the title song. It's like, well... Crap, because the opening sequence doesn't really fit with the title song. So they – but it's Paul McCartney. And the reason why he wanted to do it is because John Landis directed the Thriller video. Paul McCartney loved that video and wanted the opportunity to make a video with John Landis. Mm. So basically Uh. on one night's sleep – this is a pretty cool story. Basically on one night he flew to England with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. And they were going to do a video that was basically like um them all playing different instruments for the song. But they couldn't do it because the rules in England said that you can't you can't uh lip sync or play fake playing instruments in a music video in England. So if you like you can't do a music video with anyone else other than the real musicians playing back then at least. Mm-hmm. So they had to kind of work around that. Um the song was actually way more it was way bigger in England than it was here, but it was a top 10 hit here. Spies like us, of course. Uh, and it was the very last Paul McCartney song to ever break the, uh, top 10 in America. Really? Now, nice. Yeah. Hmm. See facts. <laughs> bringing,
1: That's facts in your face hole.
0: I'm bringing facts and embarrassing stories about my mom. So there you go. Uh, so I think we got away from this. Um, I think it got away from us. <laughs> no, well I was referring more to the uh should they remake this? Should they you know should should uh... Oh
2: yeah, is that that's not a really a question we've we've asked in a while. Uh, of course I was gone for a month, but should they remake this? Um in in any uh no. Nah.
1: I I think it would lose some of its mystique if you remade it. I think being set in the eighties is perfect. Mm -hmm. I think what they've done with it is fine. I, this one, I would say just leave it alone. I think where the actors are now,
0: um, Chevy chase, a little bit of a pariah for being a bit of a douche canoe. Uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd is brilliant and, but he's way more focused on science and, and his, uh, vodka distillery. Yeah. Crystal skull. Yes. Um, (laughs) I would say okay. no, because if if they did it, I would say it'd have to be the next generation.
2: Well, and, and it would have to not be Russia. Like they could do a spies like us too, like T
0: O O, yeah. And then it'd be their kids, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, nah, it doesn't I, need to I, I, happen. happen. Now that being said, movies like this with that kind of comedy, yeah. But, but yeah, I'll take
2: some more of those. Give yeah. me like a Kevin Hart and the Rock.
0: <laughs> that happens. Central Intelligence. It's already out. There you go. Oh, guess what we're watching next week? Now there we go. And then the other, so yeah, kind of an agreement there. The other thing I, I said we were going to start doing that we didn't because it's only been a couple episodes. Um, to rank the movies we've watched. So it was Spies Like Us, uh, Message from Space. What was the first movie we watched in the year that was a Jimmy pick? God,
2: I don't even remember.
0: God it was uh it was a movie that was a ripoff also. Uh
2: it's uh Hobgoblins. Yes, Hobgob so <laughs> number one in my heart.
0: <laughs> so we have three movies to rank on the year so far, so um for me I would say Hobgoblins was uh two at the moment. And one was Message from Space. But uh Spies Like Us is now my new number one
2: my number one spies like us number two message from space number three and a very distant number three is hobgoblins
0: yeah, and, I, yeah I so we're, we're all in agreement there so this yeah, will of course yeah, yeah, get a little more interesting as we add more movies it'll be interesting to see what bumps what although i'm, I'm sneaking suspicion hobgoblins is going to be dead last for a very long time unless for a long time but not forever unless jimmy picks another uh, movie by uh, that dude that just cuts up other movies the one that makes Rob want to bigger or people.
3: Mm, I can't.
2: The uh, robo vampire guy yeah. has like
0: 50 different names. Yeah. Is his last name Ho? I think so. Yeah. You're a ho. So let's uh... – Let's uh do this here. Let's uh let's finish up the show with our top five list. I'm I am checking right now to see if anyone called anything, and I don't believe anyone did.
2: Godfrey Ho. Godfrey Ho.
0: Yeah, I don't believe anyone called anything. Oh wait, I'm not in the right thing. That was you. Well, that was no, no one did. That was because it went up late. I thought I had typed it in, but apparently I didn't.
2: And that's okay. No, you didn't. I had to do it today.
0: Yeah, I had it actually in the thing, the send box, but I never actually sent it.
2: That's okay. If anybody does, I can add it. Yes. So that brings us to our question of the week.
0: And Who what is that your... question, Greg? Yes. Question of the week is the top five Russian villains. Uh, I was going to go with top five furry lingerie or top five furry hats, but we went with top five Russian villains. <laughs> in movies tv i guess i think I, it's all movies but movies tv pop culture whatever
1: well i oh. did move. my list might change a little bit because he he did say movies okay so we'll go with movies we're going movies all right yeah i have an honor, it, it, i have honorable it, it, mentions then
0: we'll make it happen so i gotta we'll finish filling out my list because it was in my suitcase so go ahead sure are you are you adjusting yeah. your list, Greg? I'm not. I'm I'm oh, just.
2: Oh, boy. Greg's adjusting. <laughs> oh, God. I'll make the uh, a little late to impress people. Joke I was disappointed
1: again. you didn't name that episode Adjusting Greg's List. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, I like Baby Got the Nut. So, my um, list, I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, sure. My omnipotent mention is going to be. Um All of Russia from uh, War Games and Red Dawn.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So all of Russia. Uh, my number five is going to be Gregory Rasputin from Hellboy.
0: Now, okay. I wanted
2: to include him from I just so many other things, but
0: from uh, the song Rasputin.
2: Uh, rah, rah, Rasputin. Uh, was it lover of the Russian queen? Uh, number four is the entire Russian hockey team from the movie Miracle. Mm-hmm. Number three is going to be Ivan Koshinov from Air Force One. That is Gary Oldman. I had to get him in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two. Is Boris the Blade?
3: Mm-hmm. Now
2: this was really hard because a lot of the villains that I thought were Russian, I looked up weren't Russian. One was Swiss, or one was uh, Middle Eastern, or Eastern European. But um, I digress. My number one is even
0: uh, uh, Red Dawn, the actual villain like the the face villains are cuban and korean
2: right so i couldn't you know so it's just all of russia Mm -hmm. in there um my number one is just the absolute embodiment of everything that scared us as children about russia um the the complete uh rock solid scary definition and that's Ivan drago from Rocky 4,
0: injected with like horse tranquil or horse uh, steroids,
2: unbeatable, just cold, no emotion, steroid, just ah.
0: you yeah. break you. yes, never do that. Again. <laughs> Excellent list, sir. Thank you very much.
2: Who is
0: next? I'll go next. Go, go girl, go. number you five,
2: Miss Thang.
0: I had to get a James Bond Russian in there, so I went with Xenia on a top and her ah. thighs of death,
1: golden, mm-hmm.
0: and golden eye, and I had nice. golden eye on the mind. Um, uh, number four, Jimmy's I believe, Jimmy's. it's the same as Jimmy's. The and I, this was uh, the one that I was kind of deciding on. The Russian national team from Miracle. God, that movie's good. that's yeah. oh, good. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for freaking sports movies. Man, I cry like a bitch when I watched like Mighty Ducks. People are Seabiscuit. Right, like any of them if it's a sports movie, I don't even care if like they can make a dramatic sports movie about curling, and I'm gonna be and I'm gonna be a mess.
2: He tried so Rudy left
0: you in a corner, rocking, didn't it? Which movie, Rudy? I'm not proud of my Rudy moment. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I will tell you uh, the. was like, ah, fuck Notre Dame. The one that got me was actually Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with a friend, and some, uh, something happened, and we were both like bawling our eyes out on the couch. And we looked over and we're like, "I, I wasn't crying, you were crying."
1: <laughs> and, I'm not crying, you're crying, and
0: Alicia. Let's take our shirts. Alicia off. walked behind the couch, not realizing what we were watching. It was the, the the other house, and walked behind the couch and was like, "Are you guys okay?" <laughs> like, like, shut up, go away. <laughs> like, <laughs> So Friday Night Lights, yeah. But um, anyway, back to this. Uh, number three, Ivan Vanko from uh, okay. Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie sucked. That's like my least favorite Marvel movie. But he was great in it. He was Whiplash. And of course, he wants is. his beard. This is not my beard. Beard. So just for the fact that he calls it a beard, I'm good with it. my uh, Ivan Kushinov, Gary Oldman is in Air Force One. Uh, that is number two. And uh, just like Jimmy said... The fact that we were so scared of Russian technology, so scared of what these Russian super soldiers and whatever, when it turns mm-hmm. out that they didn't even have enough money to make blue jeans over there. Um Drago was the uh is was the epitome of uh, bad guy Russian for my for yeah. me. Yep. Yeah, without without question. question.
1: Well, I'll go ahead and give you my list then. I do have a couple of honorable mentions. Do it. Um one was Fairly early, been around for a long time. And that's Boris Batamov. Ah, uh-huh. loose end squirrel. Let's see, and, and I, I realized that was Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, Boris and Natasha from uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. But the one that I thought of that I was like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, shoot. It's just movies. One of the 80s villains that I knew growing up as a kid was Nikolai Volkov. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. The wrestler from the 80s, him and the Iron Sheik. So those are my honorable mentions. At number five, I've got Every Russian in Red Dawn. Nice. At number four, this movie wasn't very good. The remake was better, but this fight scene alone was super entertaining. And my number four goes to Kevin Nash as the Russian in The Punisher.
2: Uh, Ooh, all right,
1: with Thomas all right. J. Very cool. The, the, second
2: and,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. the second Punisher movie was far better. But yeah. um, that's my number four. At number three, I've got Boris the Blade from Snatch. Oh.
2: If it doesn't work, you can just hit him with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. At, oh, number, well at number two... I loved I loved this villain, and largely because I just like the way that he reacted to the to the main character and and everything that was going on in the movie, and that's Vigo Terasov. Do you remember which movie he was in? I do not. I'm looking at my list to see. Yeah, if you... I don't. Vigo. Yeah. big. Stole his car. And killed his dog. Ah. John Wick. John Wick. Who? You like that movie. I I did he like died. that movie. I liked the he first was, one. Uh,
2: he was uh, Theon's dad, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The director of that right, movie on. just picked up a huge, uh, some new movie with that looks awesome. I'll find out while you do
1: that. Okay, so that's my number two. But like you guys, the, when you asked this question, the, fir- the very first villain that popped into my head was Ivan Drago. And I you cannot have a list of the top five Russian villains of all time and not have Ivan Drago on this list.
2: Yeah, dude. He was red and yellow. He was hammer and sickle.
1: He was the quintessential Russian villain. Oh, Highlander.
0: He's going to be doing a new Highlander movie.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. And uh, we'll see how that works
0: out. And a, a TV series called Gangsters of Shanghai, which looks freaking awesome. All right, I'm in. Well, that sounds cool.
2: <laughs> and we do have a list from Alec on this episode. His list is as follows Number five Colonel Podovsky Podovovsky pa- Man I like, didn't phone this in because he had uh trouble pronouncing the Russian names. And uh I'm not doing that much better, my friend. So again, number five, Colonel Podovsky from Rambo two. Number four, Xenia Anatop from Goldeneye. Number three. Igor Khodanov from Air Force One. Number two, Teddy KGB from the film Rounders. Very good one. And number one, of course, Ivan Drago
0: from Rocky Four. Thank you, Alec. So take us out of episode whatever side B, 168 side B. I'll
2: take you home tonight
3: take me home tonight i, I don't want to let you
2: yep so guys that was uh, 168 side b thank you so much for listening um if you guys want to support the show the easiest way to do that will be to uh leave us a review or subscribe on whatever podcast app that you are listening to if you would like to give us some feedback, you can find us at give me five podcast.com where you can email us at give me five podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook by searching for the give me five podcast on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod. We also have a store guys with some really cool merchandise on there. You can check out at give me five podcast. com. And if you'd like to participate with the show, A little more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash give me five podcast for just five measly dollars, a Starbucks coffee every month. You can join our chat room, get access to the phone number where you can call us and leave voicemail, find out the questions in advance, find out the movies in advance as well. There's some different tiers on there as well big, big thank you for your support. Those of us who uh, do support via Patreon, you guys mean so much to us. And we uh, thank you, especially Alec, our patron of Unusual size. Thank you guys so much for listening. Wow,
0: you froze. Um, I don't know if it recorded right, but you go, especially, and then your mouth was like open and it just froze. But Oh,
2: that's what I was doing when I froze. Uh, uh, Yeah, there you go.
0: Yes, especially Alec. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you
2: so much, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
3: Good night.